Good evening, whatever you are listening to, this is the Aggregate Score Podcast with myself, Ayo, and with me always is my co-host, my guy, my broski, Elijah, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man, you know, like, it's been a crazy day, I feel like, as I was telling you before, I feel like it's like proper glided past, but I'm excited, man, time to hit that podcast and, you know, let the listeners enjoy it, so, yeah, man, let's do this. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Obviously, this is uh, episode 45, so we're, we're, there. we're doing we're doing up the numbers. <laughs> we are indeed. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. For sure. Uh, so it's been like a, a week and a bit since we last spoke, but obviously a lot of things have happened in our three different sports, so lots and lots and lots to talk about. Um, but we're going to kick it off first and foremost with the NBA and the basketball side of things. Jeez, come on now. So, let's talk a little bit about these uh, the power rankings that the NBA has released, uh, like yesterday or today, um, for this week. Um, one of the teams, obviously at the top, is the Celtics. They've currently got the the best record in the NBA. I think they're at ten and four or ten and three right now. Um, so they're obviously number one on the list. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you go down a little bit. Um, the Bucks are up there at ten and two. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Then you got the Portland Trailblazers at nine and four. Yep. Um, who are now like the best, the top West team in the on the power rankings? It used to be like the Jazz, but the Bucks have moved up. Uh, the Nuggets have moved up as well uh, to nine and four, um, and then the Jazz there at ten and five. Um, but my question to you first of all, really, is of the teams that aren't in that top sort of section of teams, who should mm-hmm. be the most worried? So I'll, I'll name a, I'll name a couple of teams, and we'll just go through the teams that maybe should be concerned because as of this point, they're at a lower point than they were last year. Uh, so the first one is obviously the Miami Heat, currently tenth in the East. Um, at this point last year, they were a better point than this. They're currently at seven and seven, so they're five hundred. They're breaking even. Mm-hmm. Um, but should the should the Heat be worried about their position right now in the East? Um, a little bit, yeah. But I mean, it is early days. But sometimes it's it is like that kind of saying. It's like how you finish, like slow and steady. But it's a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had them in amongst um the people to like in amongst the leaders. And the fact that they're tenth, seven and seven, that's a bit, that's a bit dry. I mean, their home record is a bit, is a bit, it's a bit, ooh. But again, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Again, like their conference record as well is like three and four. Yeah, they just need to turn it around, really. And maybe my favorite saying, "Time will tell." But um, this is not what we expected. Not what we expected at all. Um, I really did expect them to be up around, but you can turn it around. I mean, we all know that teams, um, teams um, kind of do push on, like after um, the All Star game. Usually, sometimes people kick in there and do a little bit of a thing. But I mean, they're not. They did win against the Suns. What was it yesterday? Uh, one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and twelve. So, but um, yeah, yeah, they're they're lacking a bit. They're lacking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got full hope, man. They've got good players. They'll come around. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, a, it's a team that, like, a couple of years ago, they were obviously in the finals with, with the Lakers in the bubble. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe some of their players haven't yet, like, taken that next step. For example, like, yeah, Bam, yeah. a guy who I think should be considered one of the top centers in the league, but at the moment is not really 
reaching that full potential that I think he can reach. Um, obviously, yeah. they gave Tyler Hero a big contract this summer. Um, so he's now obviously stepping into that role as like the sixth man or at least like a, you know, like a decent guard for them. But he's even yeah. he himself isn't um, quite doing the numbers that they thought he'd put up. They brought in Carl Larry last season, the season before. Same thing. He's obviously been himself, but he's not he's not been the same level. Um, and then if you, even if you consider people like um, Victor Ladeep, obviously been injured a lot, but likewise, he's a player that's once an all-star and he hasn't really been at the same level. It's just kind of Jimmy obviously is doing his thing and he's trying to perform for that team. But um, they're a team that, yeah, I think like they're not where they, where they want to be, but I never really count out a team that's led by like Pat, um, Pat Riley, their, their GM and like their, their mentality as a team. Obviously, Eric Spolster as, as the coach. Um, they'll be in and around the mix, I think, by the end of the season. But right now, they're struggling yeah. a little bit. Um, and they're at that five, that five hundred point. But like another team that's at a similar point to them, um, a team that most people thought had like like title challenge aspirations this year is the Seventy Sixers. Um, they're currently yes. also at mm. like that five hundred. Um, they're currently like eighth in the way in the East. Um, mm, so mm, should mm, they be worried mm. this season? Mm, 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 mm. Um. Nah, man. Again, I'll say no because they they got they got a lot of firepower, man. They got a lot a lot of firepower in that team, in terms of you know you've got Embiid and like bona fide like MVP that candidate, and then James Harden. They'll sort it out. Again, like we've been saying, is it is strange to see um some of those. But think about it. it wasn't too long ago, just a couple of days ago, Embiid was putting a monster fifty nine points. So, like for me. They're good. They're good. Is it a bit weird? Yeah, sure. I mean, they, they shouldn't be where they are. That's 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 woeful. I mean, coming eighth, that's a bit mad. <laughs> seven and seven. But hey ho, they they will pick it up. They will pick up. When I just say one word, Embiid. But James Harden as well, man. Yes, they've got a good. They got good uh, roster, and I think they'll be fine. So no need to worry about it just yet. But it's a bit like ooh. But yeah, you know, keep it moving, keep it moving. There's enough games. Yeah, I mean, James Harden is injured right now, unfortunately, because even on my, I've got him on my, on my fantasy team, and he's injured at the moment, so I'm, I'm feeling it. Um, but I do, I do think yeah, once he's back, they'll be back to their normal ways. But without him, that team was going to struggle big time. Like I don't think they have enough pieces without him to take it all the way to like a to challenge for a title, or even just challenging the East. The East is way more competitive now than it's always been. So I do think they'll struggle without him, but I think obviously once he gets back, then we'll see the true chest of this team. But um, yeah, I'm same as you. I think they, there, there are a couple of teams that are in that mix that really don't have to be worried. But they, if you look at their position, you'd be worried. But I think like obviously the season's still quite early days. Um, like we'll look at the east, the west, for example. Same thing with the Warriors, for example. They are currently at um, they're at the twelve yeah, and eight. That is in the oh west, six lord. And eight. Yeah. So obviously, like I think the Warriors <laughs> will be fine. But I just I think obviously like they're still figuring things out in this new season, um, yeah. And I do think the main the main factor really is Jordan Poole maybe not being that same level of player that he was last year, especially like defensively he's a bit a bit of a liability. Um, but I think defensively as a whole the team is not really the same as they once were. They're um <clears throat> they've, they've been found out a bit a couple of times with their mismatches and that kind of thing. And like the players that, that last year were really performing for them haven't really performed at the same level. Um, but yeah, should the Warriors, should the Warriors be worried? Nah, man. I <laughs> know it feels like I'm like a broken record. Nah, nah, nah. Not really, to be honest. Not really. I mean, we're only what maybe about fourteen, fifteen games in. So what we're looking at, maybe like, like maybe an eighth of the season. That's just a random estimate. So again, there's a lot of there's a lot of 
time to rectify. It is a bit worrying though to start off like this. Usually Golden State has a decent start off. Because if you look at the Western Conference, Golden State are 12th and Portland Blazers are first. That looks hella mad, boy. Hella, hella mad. But I believe in the team. They haven't looked like the champions, which they were. But, you know, I reckon there's still a bit of transition in it, you know. And maybe there's all that stuff to do with uh, Draymond Green. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's in the back of their minds. Who knows? Just throwing stuff you out there. Know. Yeah, like maybe, maybe you know that could saying? be a, a factor of it. Obviously, like he's been playing, you know, he's just been, he's been his normal self. Obviously, he doesn't, he's not a big, great scorer, but he'll provide defensive intensity, that kind of thing. Um, but in the few games I've seen, yeah, for sure, like, their defence just hasn't been the same as it was last year, just as a, as a whole, not just... Uh, I, I point out Jordan Poole because he's the one that it looks glaringly on when it's with the second unit that he's not able to contribute the same way. But even, like, Clay himself hasn't been the same defender um, or even the same, like, offensive threat that he once was. Um, and even, like, if you think about their, 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 like, big man, James Wiseman, was meant to be a factor for them this season. He's just been sent out to the G League um, because it's, so he's proven that he's not really developing at the rate they thought he'd develop at. Um, so it's a team that I think maybe long term they might have to be a little bit concerned, but short term I reckon they'll be they'll be okay this season if they just uh, turn things around with the defense and eventually figure out what they're doing. But um, no, the Warriors, Warriors Warriors are an interesting concept. Obviously, they won last year, um, and to win last year and to be where they are now, obviously no one really expected it. But that is the joy of the NBA. Obviously, we had a couple of surprises this year. People like the Jazz were surprising everybody. Currently in ten and six, um, continuing to win games, continuing to do their thing. Um, players like Laurie Marketing performing, Jordan Clarkson performing, um, Colin Sexton obviously getting that that role now that he gets on this team that he couldn't get with Cleveland, so he's performing for them as well. Um, and as you mentioned, obviously the Portland Trailblazers as well. Dame keeps doing his thing. Um, we keep count, we keep counting Dame out, obviously, like in terms of the postseason, what he does in the playoffs and stuff. But regular season, Dame is is a, is a beast, um, and he's continuing Crazy. to prove that animal. Yeah. And we're seeing that with this team, he's, he's getting them all to, to perform at a level, and they're, they're currently top in the, in the West. So the West is going to be an interesting concept. I think obviously, the, I think the teams that are in, the, in and around the mix now um, will probably be in it around the playoff time as well. I want to see what the Memphis Grizzlies do. Obviously, once Jaron's fully fit, Jaron's playing now, but he's not. He's not. I don't think he's at full fitness. So, and they just got Jaron Jackson Jr. back as well. So that'll be interesting for them. Um, obviously, the Mavs have Luca, so Luca's going to be fun. Um, and then the Suns, just see how far Devin Booker can take this team. Um, into the into the rest of the season, but now for sure the NBA is, is looking like an exciting prospect. Um, but I had a couple of questions just to ask you about some stuff that I saw, some chatter online, um, and one of them was about like the Jar Morant versus Zion comparison. Obviously, like they were drafted in the same year, um, mm-hmm. Jar was second overall and Zion was first overall. So I think for for the rest of their lives they'll be compared to each other, obviously just by the nature of where they were drafted. But um, if you had to start a team like today, who would be your number one pick and who would you move forward with? Because obviously we've seen Zion come back this year looking good in some of his games that he's played. A little bit unhealthy, so he's missed a few games. Um, and we've seen Jar be like a top-tier, almost like MVP-type candidate last year, but obviously not really stay fit a lot. Um, so yeah, my question to you really is like, Jar versus Zion, if you had to start a team like right now, you're the GM of the team, who would your like first pick be? Would it be Jar or would it be Zion? Man, I'll be Zion, man. I, I like... I I when I when you I saw this question yeah <laughs> before <laughs> when obviously like we prepared we sent each other like what we're gonna discuss in the show like I thought mm, I know my boy I know my boy I, he's gonna pick Jay and to be honest I can't lie part of me wanted to jump on that but I said nah G 
we always knew that Zion, if he just, you know, stayed healthy, kept trim, I'm not trying to get at him because, you know, obviously it's tricky and stuff, but he was kind of fluctuating on that. But he's a beast, man. He's a beast. He's crazy in the paint. It's it's what he is, and he's a superstar, man. Look at how he was from day when he's just dominating people in college, just dunking on each and every person, boy. You want it? You can have it. You want it? You can have it. So now I'm saying, so <laughs> to be fair, man, a part of me would be a bit greedy and be like, you know, I'll take them both. I'm saying I'd be mad still. But yeah, man, I feel like that rivalry is definitely brilliant. Definitely brilliant. Like, definitely brilliant. And to be honest, that's, that's not lie, man. They will be superstars in the league. They they really will be, to be fair. So, um, you know, I'm kind of kind of going dilly dallying, going off. But it's got to be Zion, man. Zion is the guy. Although I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock Jay though. I'm not gonna knock Jay, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna knock him. Yeah, this guy's special. <laughs> he is special, man. You're looking at two very special players who are um, when they're at the top of the game, they're they're epic. You can actually put it down to that. It's not even one of those things where you're like thinking, oh, no, nah, maybe, nah, they're, they're that. And just watch out for Memphis. They're definitely, definitely, like, come playoff time, it'll be very interesting to watch to see what they can do. But, mm. yeah, man, it is down for me, man, answering your question. Mm. I think for me, yeah, I think obviously you guessed, you guessed my answer straight away. Like, I'd have to picture, I think if I had to start a team today. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, the leader of my team, I think I'd, I'd want Jar there. I think he's a person that I've seen... Um, his like attitude and stuff, as in terms of like leadership skills, I, I can see that him him displaying those already. Um, as, as as like a young guard in the league, um, at times his play has been like mind boggling. Like things he's able to do, his body athletically uh, is like unbelievable. Um, and he's he's putting up points this year. Like he's averaging twenty twenty nine point three points. Um, obviously the assist could be a bit higher, six point eight, but. Still, for me, I think as one of the guys that we're looking at, like the future of the league, he's one of the guys that's up there. Obviously, we mentioned that him and John, him and Zion, will be back and forth in terms of this rivalry for for like a long time. But um, yeah, if I had to start a team, I think I'd pick Joe, obviously because yeah, I just think I just think he's prime time. Like I think Zion has done things and that I've seen and he's shown flashes. Um, but I don't know if I've seen enough from him to believe that he is like a cornerstone piece for a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's very good though, and I think he's exciting to watch, especially once he gets healthier and he loses a bit more weight. I can't wait to see what he he eventually becomes. Um, but I think Jar's like an MVP type candidate, like on a year to year basis. If he stays healthy, he's able to do what I think he can do. So that will be fun to see. Um, but no, no, you have you have my guess right. I I definitely pick Jar. I think he's. I'm coming around more and more to him the more I watch him play and the more like I see from that team. Um, I was I used to be completely on the Zion train before. Mm-hmm. But uh, now my mind has changed completely. I think I'm a, I think I was, I'm a, I'm a jar purist now. Like I've, I'm fully on, to, on the hype. I believe the hype now. I've drinking the Kool Aid, uh, and I, I think jar's the truth. So <laughs> I like that. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, moving on to the next question. Um, we'll go to the East a little bit. Um, and a team that have been struggling, obviously, for many, many reasons. But one of those reasons is Benjamin Simmons. Oh jeez. <laughs> so there's obviously talk of. Um, the Nets becoming frustrated with him and his play. The fact that he's already missed like five games this year. Um, so there's obviously like news circulating and news being released that they're already unhappy with him um, and unhappy with the situation. Uh, but my question to you is, do you think Ben Simmons will ever be an all-star again? Man, I don't know, man. That window is just closing, man. That mm. window. I, I just, 
just, it's just, it's shocking, man. Shocking. Like, if you just look at the stats, I'm reading it like his points per game, 5.8. What, what are we doing here? What, what is going on? What is this? This, this is woeful, man. Limes. It's, it's just becoming, it, like, as we always say, he's winning off the court, 100%. But, man, he the focus on the court, man. That's where you make your bread. What's this going on here, man? Just defend, do something. I don't, I don't know, man. He's looking at Shell. He, he'll need to, I don't know, some kind of moment, something to, something to really, jeez, uh, I don't even know, mate. It's, it's weird. I mean, wait, he played the Kings and he had, he had eleven points. To be fair, not, not, not bad. But then again, you look at his points. Two two six two nine. What's this? Two six two nine? Oh lord. Yeah. It's just been Man. disappointing all year. Like um and you never know what you're gonna get from him, like in terms of obviously the fact that he hasn't played in two years is not easy. Um so obviously for anyone to come back from that it could be tough. Um but you'd think he'd contribute a bit more just in terms of like like assists and rebounds, things that he just knows innately because he's just that tall and that athletic. Mm. Um, the points, I'm not really too shocked because on that team, I don't expect him to score too much. Obviously, like Harry, when he's fit, is there, or when he's not in the news for other news, is there. Mm-hmm. And KD is there doing his thing as well. So, I don't really expect him to be the points guy, but I do expect more than 5.8 for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried for Ben in terms of his career now, like in terms of like what this means for him. Even if already the Nets are frustrated with him, I'm concerned that like it means that this could be like, because obviously, if he gets traded from this team, and it's just not looking good, bruv. Like, I just don't know what I see next for Ben in terms of like his progression as, as, a, as a player. Um, the nature of the league obviously is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got people coming in the league soon who are going to be who are at his height or taller, and they can shoot, and they can facilitate and do other things. Um, and he's obviously like he was obviously one of the the big proponents of this of this new position, the point forward type guy who's like that tall but can facilitate and do other things and defend. Um, but he's just not been able to do that at a level that is where the Nets want it to be, especially if they want to win something this year. Um, obviously, them as a team are disappointing because obviously they've you know, lost a number of games, fired their coaches. We talked about last episode. Um, they've obviously brought on Jacques Vaughn as the head coach full-time. Obviously, we talked about them maybe bringing on Imei Doka. Um, yeah. That didn't happen in the end. I think obviously just because of the whole... I think there's just too much controversy. <laughs> With him obviously being currently under, under like suspension with the Celtics and then all that stuff, I just don't think it was going to work. So they brought Jacques Vaughn in. Um, he was already the assistant coach, so he's now the head coach. So congratulations to him. But um, yeah, that next team is now obviously at six and nine. They're twelfth in the East. Not not in a good place. Um, and I do think I don't know if Ben will ever be an All Star again. I think I don't know if the league will move past him, and he'll become one of those cautionary tales of players who once had potential, but. Um, weren't able to fulfil it. But I feel like a, as a person, he seems like a really nice person. It's just that his his play has not been at a level that you need to be at for him to, for that team to to make moves and do things. <laughs> but I do I do worry for Ben. I think this might be the end. Unless he can flip it around and make some drastic change. But like I don't know if he needs more time or like another year maybe under his belt just to get used to playing organised basketball again. But um I would I'd maybe give Ben another year. Like he's got another year in my books before I write him off completely. Yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll chip in and say absolutely, man. To be fair, do you know what he needs to do? He needs to grow a James Harden beard, man. He needs to go to that, <laughs> James that gym and put in some work, man. I mean, I don't know if he has or not, but this is a drop-off, man. Like, so this is what you're getting paid for, bro. Like, 
you need to number one you just needs the confidence back. That confidence looks shot, and I think a lot of, like a lot of people are just I would say within um, the Brooklyn circles, like the coaches and stuff like that, they're not happy. They're frustrated. You know, traded to get this guy. You're like you're not really giving them what they need, and then the injuries as well, knee injuries and that like availability issues. To be fair, I say. It's to give him a season, you know what I'm saying? Give him a yeah. season. But the thing is, because of what he's had before, I still feel like um, people would take a risk on him because you just the upside, man. The upside, like it's it, the yeah, it's the potential. The upside is crazy, you know. So it, it's a confidence thing. But you're right. As I give him a year, see how he goes. If he can develop something, you know, they can see that hunger, that desire. Then yeah, sure, like, but. Maybe that, I don't know, maybe that last season, him being out and not really playing, like, that much and injury, I don't know, like, it's, it's weird. It's weird, you know. He said it's his mental health. I, I definitely get that. Mental health is definitely a serious thing, but, man, I can't lie. It's business. <laughs> it's business, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I'll give you a Even good example. Back, his back is hurting this year as well. But yeah. still. But, but the good example in NFL... Amari Rogers, man, for the, the Green Bay Packers, yeah? We drafted him in the third round. Well, he fumbled like five times. They cut him. They cut him off the roster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The reason why they can't really cut Ben Simmons is because like, that guy's getting paid. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they might have, to, you might have to do something. I might have to bench it. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I agree with you, man. Give him a season. Let's see what can happen, you know? Nah, for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll stick on to the topic of, of the Nets, obviously, that that that. I don't know, just the, the circus that is the Brooklyn Nets right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving, man. Like, <laughs> what do you think is next for Kyrie? Obviously, we've we've had the, uh, the, the... He's been suspended by the team and by the league and stuff, and obviously he's been given like a list of things he needs to do if, if he wants to be reinstated and all that stuff. Um, and obviously, this is a sports podcast. We're not, not going to talk about political stuff, like all the stuff that Kyrie was, was tweeting, all the things he says, and all his stuff, mm. his views on, on like the Jews, on the Jewish community, all that stuff. But, like, what do you think is next for him in terms of his career? Like, do you reckon he'll come back to the Nets this year? Or do you reckon he'll actually, like, pull through on his potential threat to retire if, if things don't pull up go his way? I don't know. The thing is, like, again, one of these guys, like, one of these fantastic guys, when, you know, we always say when that person's on it, but Harry's a special kind of source, you know, like, when it's when it's moving, when it's going, oh, Lord, it's, it's exceptional. But the problem is, is, I feel like every team he seems to go with, like, either he's jeopardising it himself or saying, like, you know, with the Celtics, Cavs, like, just, I don't know, like, he starts off, like, okay, yeah, some up and down moments, he'll do some crazy kind of things, and then next week, you know, he'll be he'll be requesting to get traded. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just never so, know you can get with him. For me, personally, I think what's next for him, knuckle down, man. And just let it be about do your talking on the on the court, you know. Put up good numbers, which everyone knows you can. I thought it's just again distractions, man. All this kind of thing, the the video, the craziness, him being dropped by Nike as well. Um, is is what it's really saying is that like, I don't know. Is <laughs> it saying I need help? I don't know in some certain places because look, man. You can't go to every side and like, like, not you know, take accountability. You know, like I like what LeBron James said. Yeah, he should be able to play, um, but you got to help him learn. 
and he, he made a mistake. We're human beings. Like, we do make mistakes. Obviously, I'm not like advocating and say what he did was right. I'm just saying he made a mistake. But what I'm saying is more of the thing of knuckle down. Why not try and make it work at, you know, um, at Brooklyn? Why not try and like do things better? Because, again, probably going to shift to another team. But, um, yeah, man, he's got to do his talking on the court, man. Talking on the court and not on social meds. Do you know what I'm saying? I didn't even say media, social meds. <laughs> no, 100%. We're, we're big advocates for that on this show, man. Just do your talking on the court or the pitch, wherever you play. That's what you, that's what you should do your most talking. Obviously, we're not saying shut up and dribble, but definitely let, let your let your game speak for you. Um, and I think Kyrie is just it's, it's, it's that same case. Obviously, like, it just it feels like everywhere Kyrie goes, there's something that follows him. Whether it was Cleveland when he was at his height and all of a sudden he requests a trade, um, whether it's Boston and like he says he wants to be there for the rest of his career, then he obviously just opts to leave. Now he's with the Nets, a team that he thought was a perfect situation. Um, and if it's not like, if it's not injuries or if it's not COVID and the vaccine, it's it's like him taking personal time because he just doesn't feel like playing, which I can, you know, I understand, whatever. Um, or, and then now it's just this whole anti-Semitism route. Um I do obviously agree with you, and obviously like what he did was wrong, and I think he, I think he knows that deep down that like obviously sharing something without any context is quite stupid. Um, but I do think the list of things that demands he's been given, um, like to be reinstated, is quite ridiculous. That's mad, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> yeah, like he's just been given like a like a five six point list of things he needs to do. It does feel a bit like backbreaker. It does feel a bit like they're trying to belittle him a little bit, make him seem like less than whatever it is, it's just, it doesn't seem right. So I think obviously once the NBA PA um, comes together, maybe if they reach an agreement with this, with the Nets or with the league to get him reinstated, I think then he could obviously come back to the Nets. But if it doesn't work out, then um, maybe he has to retire. We just find, find another avenue. <laughs> like maybe basketball isn't for him anymore. Maybe he's given us all he can give us in terms of that, that amazing championship run with, this, with the, uh, the Cavs. Um, and we just remember him as one of the greats in terms of his dribbling and stuff. But, he definitely needs to, as you said, start knuckle down. I think I think he needs to get used to get back to just playing good basketball. It feels like the Nets, unfortunately, the only one who seems to be concentrated is, is KD. Like KD seems to be the only one that's really like, hey, I'm here to ball. And like the rest of you kind of just here messing about. So I feel sorry for KD a little bit because I feel like they're wasting his prime years. Because um, this is a guy that obviously at his height with the Warriors and when he first got the Nets, obviously he was injured. But when he came back last year, there's talk of him you know, still being one of the top five players in the league. And I think on his day when he's healthy, he definitely is. Mm-hmm. We had that player this year when he crossed that man up and like had some guy staring at the, at the ground, <laughs> and it was crazy. But um, yeah, and I, and I think I think Harry needs to needs to just figure out what he wants next. If he wants to play basketball, then I think he needs to accept the fact that part of the basketball thing is that he has to talk to the press and he has to talk to the media. Um, but if I was personally the owner of the Nets, I'd be like, well, Harry's here on our team, but he doesn't have to talk to the media anymore. Like I'd make it just to so show that it feels like that's a lot of the time that what they're doing is is not really catering to this this person like sometimes there there obviously certain things that Kyrie has to do as a basketball player that he knows he has to do like talks to the media and stuff but anything outside of it I mean it's absolutely necessary like I would I wouldn't let Kyrie do it anymore I'd be like if you don't have to talk to them don't talk to them like <laughs> I'd give him the bare minimum stuff to do just play on the court that's what I want to see from you because everything else is just it's just turning out to be jazz right now so um hopefully we'll figure out we'll see what happens with Kyrie next but hopefully the uh, NBA PA and the NBA can reach an agreement on things he has to do to I guess apologize to the Jewish community and all that stuff, and only time will tell what really happens with Kyrie, man. But we'll see how that goes and how that progresses. Um, we'll quickly round off on the basketball just to to end in this little segment. Um, we'll do a, a little new segment called Quick Picks. Jeez. Uh, 
So with this one, we're going to look at the games for tonight. I just want you to quickly pick, <laughs> as it says, which team do you think will win the game, basically. So we'll look at tonight's games. Obviously, today's Wednesday, the 16th of November. Um, so we've got the Hornets versus the Pacers. Your quick pick to win is? Uh, I'm going Pacers. They started off the season decent-ish. I mean, 6-6. Six and six, But, um, yeah, Pacers. Yeah. I like the Pacers. I really like the Hornets now they got now they got Lamelo Ball back. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I might be with you. I think I think the Pacers can win this one. Um, I don't know if they're at home. I think it's in Charlotte though. But that'd be an interesting game. Uh, another one, obviously, the Celtics versus the Hawks. That one is a, a game of East Eastern Eastern Conference. Yeah, big wigs. Obviously, the Celtics are the top team in the East right now. Who's your quick pick to win that one? Go with the Celtics to continue their fine form. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll man. pick up their twelfth win of the season. Yeah, they're on a seven-game winning streak. I, I can see them continue that, bring it to eight games um, <laughs> against the Hawks. But I, I think it'll be a tough game because the Hawks are a good team. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the Celtics will continue to win that one. Um, One more quick pick uh, for tonight's games. Golden State versus the Suns. A repeat of obviously the Western Conference. Was it Western Conference Finals last year? I can't remember. Anyway, a Western Conference tie between the, <laughs> the Warriors and the Suns. Who's your quick pick to win this game? I'm gonna go with the Warriors. Actually, I'm gonna go with the with the team that won it all last season, and um, hope that they can get themselves out of this funk. But um, yeah, this funky spot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm picking them still, and I think like feel like they'll they'll get it done ish. I'm moderately confident. Nice. I'm gonna go with the Suns. I think I'll stay at home. Um, I I want I'm I'm just. What's the word I'm looking for? I am projecting a uh, big game for Devin Booker. I think he'll go off tonight. I think he likes playing against the Warriors. Obviously, he's a bit angry at the way that they played last last time. Um, they beat them last time, but he was angry at the way they played with like yeah, we won four rings, whatever it is. I, I want to see a bit more, a bit more dog in Devin Booker. I want to see him a bit more angry. So I'm hoping this is a big game for him. So I want to go Devin Booker goes off tonight, and the Suns win tonight as well. So that's my prediction. Um. Yeah, the NBA's obviously been fun. It keeps on going. Also, like most teams are 13, 14 games in, fifteen games in. Um, so we'll see how that progresses. And then as we as we move forward into the midway point of the year, and obviously the All Star game and stuff going forward, um, lots more to talk about for sure. Uh, but we're going to switch gears now from the NBA to the NFL and the American football side of things. Run him, run! Stay on, stay on! So with the NFL, obviously we just had game week ten. Uh, so we're just going to recap a couple of the games because I'm sure you're happy this week. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a happy sure. man. <laughs> so let's just rip the bandit off. Let's let's go straight into it. Okay. Packers. <laughs> oh, Packers versus the Cowboys. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. What do you reckon? What was the what was the what was the, what was your keys for the game? How did how did this how do we get here? Oh man, it's got to be Watson, man. It's got to be that man right there. Um, do you know what? It, it's, I'm just glad that like one of the receivers actually managed to catch the ball. Christian Watson, forgive me with the other wide receivers, but man, we were dropping practically everything. And drops were still made, as you do sometimes get with young receivers. But credit to him, man. He he did his thing. You know, he had 107 yards, three touchdowns. He was immense, but also got to give it up to... I've got to give up to Jones. Like, he was fantastic. Um, 
Aaron Jones had 138 rushing yards and a touchdown as well. And you see that as that beautiful balance of, you know, uh, running and receiving, which was which was brilliant. Um, Rogers again, credit. But but you gotta say though, with the Cowboys though, man, it's a it's a bit mad from them because they had an opportunity, didn't go for it, had turnover and downs. Credit to our defense and um, yeah, um, Rogers got it done. Uh, I think he passed to Lazard. I think it was like thirty seven yards and then set up the um, the field goal. So. Crosby, so yeah. to be fair, we needed that win badly, man. Needed it because boy, I was becoming like a Mona every time I was on the pod, and it was just some of the games that we were expected to. But you know what? I feel like what the Packers showed was that the Cowboys' run defense is definitely it's, it's soft underbelly. Like Aaron Jones was just running on them, still, it's a bit crazy to be fair. But mm-hmm. let's not lie, each defense didn't exactly do fantastically well. Um, Pollard had what 115 rushing yards, and C. Lamb had 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So it yeah, looked at one crazy. point when it was 28-14, I was like, "Nah, nah, we we at this, we ain't we ain't going to do our thing." But credit, we turned it back, and I guess like we're mathematically still in with a chance for the playoffs. Um, it'll be interesting because I know we have got the Titans at uh, Lambeau on Thursday night tomorrow. Um, that's a big game as well. If we can put it out of the bag, we you you never know. It's crazy with the Packers because sometimes all of a sudden, just just turn it around. You know, I'm not saying it's a relaxed moment because boy, we were losing some crazy amount of games, but it was actually nice to actually win. And kind of it was even even more sweeter to have like a, a comeback victory. So um, yeah, credit to the team, credit to Matt Lefleur. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, man, we're we're definitely in for bigger challenges. Um, could we sneak in the playoffs? Um, for a wild card, I am not sure. It's a bit tough, but um, yeah, it was good to see some life in in the side. But um, yeah, man, just <laughs> this is what happens, man. When you lose your number one, I can't use that as an excuse anymore because you can actually prepare for that. And the Packers again just show that, like you know. Gonna do it through the draft. Yeah, that's fine. But man, yeah. it, it 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 kills me to say, but there's just so many those there's been so many issues for so long. And the the issue really is is that if Rogers continued to get worse and worse, it would be too crazy on our salary on our salary cap because of the money of dead money that would have to do if he decided to retire or go a different way. So for me, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, he still has that brilliance. I'm never going to give up on him. But it was just the victory was just well, well needed. Like it was needed, not even well needed. We needed that badly. So, yeah, that's my roundup of the game. Um, Cowboys. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, man. We just, we just leave it there. Still, <laughs> 28, 28, 14. You should really be seeing that the game, to be honest. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. This is it, Mick McCarthy. Is interesting him coming back, and you know the interviews and stuff, like, obviously, their relationship and stuff. And you can tell, like, things have definitely healed back. But in that moment, man, it felt a bit, it just felt a bit toxic, man. <laughs> it felt toxic still. So, um, yeah, man, it is. But then you got to give Mick McCarthy the credit, man. He won a Super Bowl at Green Bay. So, do you know what I'm saying? It is. 
it is he has to have credit where credit is due. But um, yeah, great victory for the Packers. I've been rambling on because I'm very excited. But yeah, man, <laughs> you know it'd be crazy because could win this week and then like lose to the Titans. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, hopefully this could be the start of something. Um, do I want us to reach the playoffs? Absolutely. You never know what can happen in a wild card game. You could what could happen in the playoffs anyway. But um, yeah, this could be the start. But I need to see a bit more though. Like against the Titans, we need to come out uh, blazing. But um, yeah, credit credit to the team, credit to the unit. That's what I would say. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think I I do agree with you. I think uh, it's the start for your offense for sure. I think it's it was good to see. I never know which. So basically, with my fantasy team, I've been trying to guess which one of your wide receivers is going to go off. So <laughs> I've been trying to bring in one of your wide receivers at a game to see who's going to be. So last week. No, two weeks ago, I was going to bring in Alan Lazard. I didn't do it in the end because I chose not to. Then he went crazy and scored a bunch of touchdowns. So yeah. this week, I put Alan Lazard in thinking he'd go crazy again. But instead, it was Christian Watson who goes off. So I yeah. can never really guess which one of the Packers wide receivers is going to go crazy this week. But I think it's going to be Christian Watson's role now. I guess now that he's fit and he's playing, um, he's just too quick. Um, and he's I think he's getting used to the offense a bit more. And I think Aaron's trusting him a bit more. Um that he should be the he should be the number one receiver now on that team. So let's hope he can he can continue this 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 good form. Obviously, three touchdowns in one game is, is big time for the rookie. Um, but he looks good at the places. Obviously, he dropped a couple of balls still. So he did in the middle of his good his good games. He still made a couple of drops. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'd like to see how he now progresses if he can stay fit this week. Um, we'll see if he's if he's the guy. Obviously, I don't, I'm not going to trust him ever again on my fantasy team. Um, but we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens with them going forward. The Packers obviously. As you said, as you said, now in a position where you can, you might still be able to get a wild card if you can win another game or two. Cowboy, uh, the Cowboys obviously disappointing to lose that game with how well they played at times. Um, they weren't able to see it through, and their defense is often praised for how good it is, but they 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 kind of fumbled the bag a little bit at the end of this game. But um, is it was a good you know high scoring game, good to see. Um, we'll talk quickly about my Raiders. <laughs> oh good lord. Who continue to lose games? In fact, no, we'll come back to the Raiders. I'm not ready for that yet. We'll yeah. come back to the Raiders. Um, let's talk a little bit about these uh, these Miami Dolphins, man. Oh, Clean up Lord, on the Browns man. right now. The Dolphins are seven and three Jeez right now. Louise, um, honestly, how good are this team and how good can they be? Like, I think obviously we mentioned last week. You meant you asked me if I think Tyreek Hill can be can get to um two thousand passing yards this year. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I think he can. And I, I think they might prove me right. Like, I can see how this offense is clicking right now. Like, Tua's doing his thing. Tyreek is getting yardage. Um, now they've got, like, they added Jeff Wilson. The running game is really kicking off with him and, and most of it. Um, and they've got Tua. They've got Tua. They've got Waddle. And they've got Tyreek Hill. And that offense is really clicking. Their defense still isn't, like, amazing, even though they brought in Bradley Chubb on, in trade. But still, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. They beat the Browns this week, 39-17. to 17. How good can this Browns team, um, this uh, Dolphins team be? They can be good. They can be. They could be good to potentially great, man. This is what happens when you surround a team with weapons. Do you know what I'm saying? You give your quarterback weapons. I'm trying to get out the you know, the Green Bay front office, but um, <laughs> he's looking. Yeah. He, he's looking deadly, man. 285 yards. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you have. It's not just Waddle. You have Tyreek Hill as well. Even though he didn't come up with bare yardage, but you know, you you have that like. You have a good system around you, and he looks like he's flourishing now. And there was a lot of talk last season. You know, is he it? Maybe they need to move on. He's not gonna. Like, he's doing his thing, man. 
doing his thing. Putting they up. almost got rid of him this summer. Obviously, yeah, they were going to bring it. They were going to try and trade for Russell Wilson. Yeah, which um, would have. They didn't get him again, but now they picked up uh, two and two is balling. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I think the sky's the limit, man. They look they look pretty decent, to be fair. Like they look really really good, but. Tyreek's that X factor, man. I don't know why the Chiefs would let this brother go, bro, because he's he's mm. just dynamic, man. But <laughs> the Chiefs are laughing because they're like, we are, we don't need you, man. You're acting like um, we just passed to, to <laughs> a number of people, <laughs> and they even got a new um uh, a new weapon at the the trade deadline, anyway. Yeah, so. Kadarius Tony, and he bought he went crazy this week. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man. But Dolphins, yeah, definitely on the up-up, man. They're looking in good spots at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we had a game in, in um, Germany, the first game in Germany this year, or oh, this in the NFL history. Um, it was the, between the Bucks and Seahawks. Um, so that was an interesting game. Obviously, the Bucks came out on top, 21-16. to 16. They're currently at 5-5, five five, so they're at 500 for the year. Um Obviously, the, the the game is expanding and it's moving to different places. Obviously, we get we get the London game, a couple of games in London every year. Now they got a game in Germany. Um, yeah. So we'll see how far how far they can take this thing. I'm sure there's. I think the NFL plans to do some sort of European expansion at some point. And yeah. Start a team somewhere in Europe. Um, and I think they're just, they're using these games like a tester to see which which place has the best crowd and stuff, and gives it the best um the best energy. But you saw from that Germany game, I think there was um, a moment where the crowd was singing like particular songs and stuff and it, it looked lit in there so it looked like a good time in Germany uh, but the Bucks came out on top Tom Brady continues to you know do okay with this team that are, are not at the place where they think they should be but they you know they're slowly trucking along I think they'll be in and around the mix at the end of the season um, the Seahawks came back and fought though at times um, Gino made a couple of big plays a couple of big throws at the end of the game so they almost came back into it but the Bucks had enough to see them through so that was an interesting matchup uh, let's talk a bit about the Vikings right now. The Minnesota Vikings are eight and one. They're continuing to win games, man. This team is serious. Do you think the Vikings are like legit Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, man, they are, man. Uh, it, do you know it's actually painful because them being in the division used to give it to them, man. Well, not all the time mm-hmm. anyway, because they they had decent decent like players in their team and that like Peterson and stuff. But man, it it hurts me. It hurts me to say because we ain't top of the NFC. We definitely won't be NFC champions this year. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing at the thought of that. But um yeah, man. They good. They really, really good. Really, yeah. really good. And then, Did you um, see Justin Jefferson's catch in that game? I was just about to make bro limes. <laughs> like, you know, this 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 what happens, like when you Oh my gosh, like you just I need to that invest. Might be the best catch like ever. Like I don't know if it's People obviously people talk about Odell's catch, the one handed, but like this one was on a defender. Like it looked like there was no reason why he should catch it. But somehow he comes down with the ball. It might be one of the best catches we've ever seen. It's crazy, man. I just they they just looked they looked they look legit. Like they look legit. Obviously, they've only had the one loss. Now um Philadelphia's had the one loss as well. Um yeah. but Philadelphia still look very, very good. Like it's it, it will be interesting to, as I say, come end of the season. But, yeah, man, they're up there. Up there, definitely. Up there, mm-hmm. definitely. And, um, yeah, man. Makes things interesting, I guess. Because in the NFC, like, it was always like, the Packers will, the Packers will. Look at us, man. Suffering. He's <laughs> suffering. <laughs> and, and our rivals are soaring, bruv. <laughs> I thought no, about singing sure. a high school musical there. Soaring and flying. <laughs> 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me not start singing the other bits of the, the song still. But um, yeah, nah, they're legit. They are legit. Yeah, I can see that, like for sure. They look they look like they mean serious business. Um obviously there's a couple of games that were quite close in this year. Obviously, this one was close with the Bills. Um Josh Allen, Josh Allen made a couple of costly interceptions at the end of the game that um cost his team and unfortunately um you know helped help the uh the Vikings, but we'll see how that progresses. You mentioned the Eagles. Obviously, we talked about how far they can go as undefeated. Um, I think we both had them beating the Commanders this week. We thought they'd, they'd destroy these boys, right? But an upset of all upsets. The Commanders come back and beat the beat the Eagles to 32-21, to breaking their unbeaten record um, of this season. So, unfortunately, they're not unbeaten anymore. But still, a very good team. And this Commanders team, you know, did their thing. They came back and really performed in this game caused a bit of an upset. They're, the Commanders are a weird team because, like, obviously, they haven't got their supposed number one um, QB in Carson Wentz, who's injured right now. Taylor Haneke's playing. Um, they've got a bunch of op- options on offense in terms of, like, you know, Scary Terry's there and they got got... Uh, what's his face again? Um, CJ Samuel, I think his name is. Um, and they've got, like, other guys as well in that. In that I think Jahan Dotson in that wide receiver core. Um, but you never know, again, with there, we don't know which one of those guys is going to go off. Um, but it seems like Tony Heineke really likes throwing it long <laughs> to a scary Terry, and it works, the connection works. Their run game was quite effective in this game as well, uh, and they came through with a win. So the Eagles, unfortunately, their record is gone. I think, but I think it's the best start by an Eagles team, I think, ever. Um, yeah. So that would be interesting for them. Obviously, they still can carry this momentum forward. Um, and I think they'll be angry next game now. They want to catch a win in their next game for sure, for sure. Um, but we can talk a bit, a bit more about the Eagles in a second. Um, I'll move on to, obviously this week, we're talking more about what's going on forward now. Uh, the Browns we mentioned a little while ago, but they've got um, Deshaun Watson coming back now to practice. Obviously, his suspension, I think, is over after this week or next week. Um, and I think his first game back, if he's if all goes to plan, will be against, funny enough, his old team. Uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, I think that's in week. Um, I'm, 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 let me check. I think he's he's off suspension this week. Um, and then in week, yeah, week thirteen, <laughs> if mm. he's back, first game back will be against the Houston Texans. So it'll be a bit of a revenge game for his first game back, which is a very very interesting concept. But my question to you, obviously, Deshaun Watson. Obviously suspended for all the all the off the field controversy, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he returns to practice this week. What do you think his impact will be on the Browns season? They're currently at like um, what's their record right now? I think the is it. The Sorry, Browns, yeah, the Browns are three and six. I so they're doing too well this year. Um, but what do you think Sean Watson's impact will be on a team that like doesn't necessarily have a lot of prospects for the season in terms of like going forward to win anything? But um, yeah, what do you think his his input impact will be this year? I think it will be it will be decent. It definitely gives them a lift, but they're in a really bad spot anyway. Generally, like mm-hmm. because of that, you know, crushing loss to the Dolphins. Um, they got to win their next two to remain in contention. Um, it will it will definitely give them a lift. It will definitely give them a lift to to have um. Deshaun, like, obviously be trading, be, like, around the team, obviously, now, be there. But, it's, again, it's a little bit it's a little bit too late. Do you know what I'm saying? He's been suspended, he's been out. This team has not performed well at all. 
and um, it now goes to show. Obviously, with week with week eleven coming up, um, yeah, what what they can kind of do because literally, you got you got to keep it you got to keep it going, you got to keep it going. However, keep it going against the Bills. Yeah, yeah, have yeah, a team yeah got issues, but they they're going to be angry as well. You hope they. You know what I'm saying? And it's the Bills. Yeah, yeah, it's the Bills. They're 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 a decent side. They were decent. They're they're super side, man. Josh Allen, yes, maybe could have like fallen out in terms of like the race for MVP, but um, yeah, they they like Miles Garrett will have to have a big game. They'll need mm-hmm. to do a lot on that um on that um on that defense, but um, yeah, I feel like. Feel like yes, yeah, a little bit too late because even I I compared the, some of the stats. You know, I love the stats there, and it was like saying at the time, which was maybe about a day or two, they had like a four point five percent chance of making the playoffs. Mm. Like really, they lose to the if they lose to the Bills, that's it, man. Yes, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But then again, it might it might take the pressure off the Sean. You know, he might not have to be like ah, oh, like like throw him in at the deep end. He could just ease it in. You know, just have some fun. Obviously, chalk up this season because you yeah. know he'll be like, oh, I was suspended, and then you know, as, as we see, go again, go again, you know. So it will definitely give them a big lift, though. Having him around, a massive lift, and obviously yeah. they've put they've put all their you know I would say eggs in one basket with him because he is that type of quarterback that you know he can take that next step to like you know to eliteness, but. I mean, it just it, it depends. It really does depend. They've got to, they've got to get it done against the Bills, and I'm not sure if they can, personally. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm so. the same. I think obviously talent wise, they have the talent, but the Bills, I think, are a team that are going to be a bit more motivated. Um, and yeah, I think the Bills are still title contenders ish. Um, but we need to see more from even Josh Allen, who we'll talk about a bit later as well. Um, being I'm, I'm with you, I think the season is almost it's basically like it's a bit of an L. Um, but getting Deshaun back, I think, obviously against Texas will be a bit a bit of a revenge game. It'll be a lot of emotions there and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting. But part of you has to question whether there's even any point of bringing him back at all. Obviously, you want him to get some reps underneath him, but you also want him to stay healthy for next season when he's fully ready to play the whole year. So you have to question whether there's even any like any worth in him playing at all. But I reckon they'll obviously let him play just to get the reps and get used to being on a team again. Because he hasn't played in like a year, year or two in a bit now. So he needs to get used to it again and get used to that... Um, you know, the the pressures of a of an NFL game. So that'll be fun to see how that progresses. Um, but we'll we'll move from one QB onto another QB. Um, a QB who's on the up and up, Justin Fields. The Justin Fields of dreams. That guy is is balling right now. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields of dreams. The last game <laughs> they came up. Um, again for his. Uh, his Chicago Bears came up against the Lions. Obviously, they lost the game. But he individually had quite a good performance. Obviously, rushing this year has just been amazing for Justin Fields. Yeah, they've unlocked yeah. his offense and they've enabled him to use his feet more, which is what he's Caleb good at. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> did that come through? Oh, yeah, that's that. Apologies, apologies, man. This is what happens when you have a lot of tabs open, man, and you're just trying to keep <laughs> that info, but it will happen again, guys. Apologies. <laughs> no worries. Yes, Justin Fields obviously like was born in against the, the Lions. They lost the game, unfortunately, but he individually had quite a few rushing yards. Um, and he continues to stack up the rushing yards this year. I was looking at his stats. He's currently on like um what's he on this year so far? 
His rushing yards is currently, I think, 749. 749 as a QB, which is big time. Obviously, he's leading QBs, I think, right now in terms of rushing yards. Um, But my question to you, obviously, was uh, to see whether, do you reckon Justin Fields can beat the rushing yards total for a QB in a season? Um, So I asked that because, obviously, we've had um, Mike Vick in the past in 2006, got uh, 1,039. We've had Lamar Jackson, obviously, have his really big year where he got 1,206. Um, yeah. so do you reckon, obviously, Justin Fields, this this point in the season, we've still got like eight, seven, eight games left. Um, can he beat that record? I think, I think he definitely can. I think he's definitely up there because, man, the guy, the guy's balling off still. If you look mm. at um, generally his stats again last week or um, this week, just gone 147. Then in the Miami, Miami Dolphin games, that. Against the Miami, ugh, against the Dolphins, he had 178. Um, six, he's had 60, 82, 88. He's putting up like he's putting up crazy numbers, even though like <laughs> his teammate doing good. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's possible, man. It's possible still. You know, obviously, yeah, he's trying to do it like Michael Vick, but it's just it's, it's incredible that him and Lamar Jackson can just do these things and help their teams get out of tough spots. You know, with their feet. Um, yeah, yeah man. Answering the question, he definitely can, man. He definitely can. Because I think while there's not that pressure on, he can do his thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Just he can the ball, yeah. Yeah, so. Whereas I feel like with Lamar Jackson, it is a bit different. Because from my understanding, or maybe I forgot, it is contract year for Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, so it's a big year, man. They're going to they're gonna have to no. back up the ring strap for that guy. They're going to pay him plenty, plenty of dollars. You know what I'm saying? And... They're in good nick. They've only lost what uh, three games a season, so definitely on it for the for the playoffs. Yeah, man. Like, but to be fair, <laughs> even though I said yes, Justin Fields could do it, but yeah, we're not better against uh, Lamar, man. That guy's crazy. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like he's like a cheat code, bro. That time when he won MVP, good lord, just just finishing guys. But yeah, man, I actually have to give it to Justin Fields because this season, man, he looks like now that. The pressure is off. Well, yeah, just like they've given him the reins more, he can do his thing, and and he will yeah. ball out, man. Yeah, I think the team is as just like they've decided to 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 go all in on what he's good at, which is rushing. I think at first they were, they were trying to make him a bit more of a pocket passer and make him do what they thought was going to work. But then they realised that what he's good at is running. He can throw the ball. He's good at that as well. But his his strengths is making plays out of nothing. There's a couple of plays this year where he looks like he's about to get sacked, but he's somehow gotten through, he's broken tackles and he's gone for like 60 yard touchdowns, which has been crazy this year. Um I don't know if we'll continue to score 60 round 60 yard touchdowns every single game. Um but he's got he's doing doing some things this year that make him look like like a contendent for like most improved player kind of thing because he's just balling out. He's a player who most people saw as like a bust at, at first because he just wasn't you know throwing interceptions and the offense wasn't moving, it wasn't really progressing at all. But now they've given him the reins as you said um and they've said what are you good at running okay run the ball then um, and it's working and it's it's unlocked the rest of the offense like his wide receivers are a bit more open sometimes now um, and they're able to do more things obviously we're yet to see what Chase Claybaugh can be for this team but um, Dana Mooney's balling um, the rest of the running backs obviously are suffering a little bit because he's obviously now taking most of the rushing yards but if it's helping the team you know be closer and more more competitive in games then more power to him I think it's now I think it's just now unlocking the start of what could be the future for Justin Fields. Like he's a guy who I obviously going into that draft, I thought he was one of the top running backs. I mean I mean top um quarterbacks. 
obviously like it was him, it was um, it was Trevor Lawrence, it was uh, Trey Lance, all those guys. People were questioning who was going to be the top guy in that in that draft class. Obviously, Mac Jones was there as well, um, and it's going to be an interesting time to see which one of them plays better in the future. Um, but you can now see that obviously of those like four guys, um, Trevor Lawrence obviously is, is doing what he can do on a, on a struggling team. Um, Mac Jones is you know playing quite well on the, on the on the Pats, but obviously he's been injured at times. Um, and Trey Lance, unfortunately, is injured this year. But um, Justin Fields is born in man. So I think he's a. He, people are asking for obviously if he's like the next superstar of the NFL. But I think it's definitely given him now a bit more of a bright spark for his future. And we'll see what happens with him now going forward. That's going to be fun fun to watch as that unfolds. Um, but we talk, we said we'd talk about the uh, <laughs> my, my Las Vegas Raiders. So I'll bring it up. Obviously, last time we spoke, or since we last spoke, uh, the Colts have since sacked their head coach and have hired Jeff Saturday as their mm-hmm. new head coach. Obviously it's a big controversy around the league because Jeff has zero head coach experience um, except for I think he's coached a couple of high school games here and there. Um, but he's a former player who's played for the Colts for he played for the Colts for over like 12, 13 years um, and he'd won super, a Super Bowl there. He'd been to multiple playoffs, multiple Super Bowl games. Um, so he's a player obviously who's, who's well known in that organisation. He's good friends with the, with the owner. Um, but it was big controversial because obviously he'd, he'd been hired um, for a position that he seems to be un, underqualified for. Um, and based on the way that NFL head coaches normally go, obviously, like, it's different from the NBA where guys can sometimes get hired straight out of the league, like what we saw with Jason Kidd or we saw with, like, Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't see, you don't see that really, actually, at all with the NFL, to be honest with you. Um, most most time, coaches sort of spend years and years and years being assistant coaches, paying their dues, working their way up, uh, and then eventually they get to become um, the head coach. And now we're seeing, obviously, this is the first time a coach has been brought up straight from almost, it seems to be nowhere. And he's now a head coach. But it, it worked in their first game. Obviously, they came up against my Raiders, who just continue to suck it up, man. Um, <laughs> I just have no words for the Raiders right now. Uh, in this game in particular, um, the, the Colts obviously brought back Matt Ryan as the starting QB. It had been Sam Ellinger for a couple of weeks, but he was, I think, supposedly maybe not, not the fittest this week. So they brought back Matt Ryan and it worked for them. Um, their offense was clicking once again. The offensive line was doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, and they beat the Raiders 25 to 20. Uh, the Raiders now go to 2 and 7 on the year. This year is done um, for the Raiders, yeah. in my opinion. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because we've got a great wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Um, and I don't think it's all to blame on Derek Carr. I just think, like, we're just not. We, there was a couple of games we lost earlier where it was like there were two close games and we lost and I was like, okay, cool, we can still bring this around. But now we're just losing some games where like it's just it's just not we just don't have enough juice in us to see us the whole way through. Derek Carr is not the best quarterback, but he's not the worst. But still, even then it's not it's not enough to take us all the way that we need to go. So it is very, very unfortunate. But the Colts obviously Jeff said it gets his first win as a head coach. He's currently undefeated as a coach. He's one and oh. Um, but my question to you, obviously, is was that the right choice? Now, obviously, he looks he looks to be the right choice because he won a game. But was that the right choice to get Jeff Saturday in as head coach? Um, I mean, he did he did some some good things, right? The the fact that obviously he brought Matt Ryan from the cold and, and Matt Ryan had twenty one of twenty eight passes completed for, and had overall two hundred and twenty two yards. He had a rushing he touchdown. He rushed a little bit. I saw a play where yeah. he ran a little bit. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow, my goodness. But um it, it's I don't know, it was it was things improved, you know. They got um Jonathan Taylor a lot on the ball, that was good for them. Um 
uh, things just looked improved in the pocket format, Ryan. And um, yeah, just it just it just went better. Now, personally, I don't know, man. Hang on, like it's may not work out because you you usually don't go from not having that much experience to now <laughs> just being the being a coach. coach. But hey ho, man. This is what dreams are made of. Do you know what I'm saying? It's giving, even just looking at the guy, it's giving like some sort of Disney, like coach turns it around kind of vibe, sort of like, you know, I'm dreaming and we, we can really do things. But yeah, yeah, man, I, I feel like I don't want to say it was a fluke credit to him, but man, things can go from bad to worse very, very quickly in the NFL. And I feel That's like just let him steady, well, you know, let him steady the shit. And see what happens in the next couple of weeks, man. But you never know. They they might give him the job permanently as well. You actually never know. Yeah, he's he's interim right now. Um, and obviously they they came up against a team who aren't very good, and my Raiders are not very good this year. So that's probably why they beat us. But like you, yeah, I think it's definitely giving Disney right now. Like he's um even if you listen to him speak, he's obviously he's very like cognizant of the fact that he's not a, he hasn't got much coaching experience and he doesn't really know much about coaching. But what he does know is, is is the game of football. He does know how to like lead men. Um, it was it was often said on that team with with him and Peyton Manning back in the day when he was on the Colts that even though Peyton Manning was there as the star player, like he was actually the, the vocal leader in the in the locker room. Um, and he's a guy who obviously played offensive line for years, so he knows how to to ginger up the offensive line to play properly. And yeah. I think it was actually said that one of the first things he did when he got into the because he's been he's been consulting for the team this year anyway, so he's mm-hmm. been used to the to the guys and he's been used to the environment. But when he got in, one of the first things he did was berate the offensive line and let them know that they've been playing like dog, dog crap, <laughs> basically. Uh, and he's he's been trying to turn that around, and it kind of worked this game. And they and they got, mm. as you said, like Jonathan Taylor cooking again. So we'll see. I think interim is the right move right now. I think it's going to be interesting what the impact will be long term in terms of what it means now for more former players. I wonder now if this opens the doors now for more former players, especially more you know black former players, to potentially get head coaching roles. Who knows now? Obviously, this one got a lot of speculation, just because, or a lot of controversy because he's he happens to be a white man, so it looked very much giving white privilege. But um, and obviously his mm-hmm. friend is the is the owner, so that's that's the way it looks and that's the way it seems. But you know, he wins his first game and it works for them, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and I I do think it will open the doors now for more for former players to become head coaches, especially quicker now. I think it will happen a lot quicker. I don't know if it will ever happen like this again. But I definitely think it will open the doors a lot quicker now for more former players to get more roles and especially more assistant head coaching roles and more head coaching roles. So, you know, you never know what's, what's going to happen. But I think I think definitely in terms he's the right guy right now. He seems to be the right guy. He seems to be saying the right things and he seems to galvanise the team and all that stuff. So maybe the Colts will turn it around and, and you know, <laughs> end up in a playoff spot this year. Who has, who knows? Because it's a team that obviously had, you know, bolstered up their offensive line. They had, everyone was talking about how good Matt Ryan's going to be this year. Um, but we we hadn't seen anything yet, so we'll see what happens for that team. Um, we'll talk a bit more about uh, some more NFL stuff. Uh, you mentioned earlier Josh Allen. Um, is he now out of the MVP race in terms of what's happened these last few games? Obviously, they've lost a few games on the bounce now, and it seems to be they're losing games because of him. Um, not not just because of him, but because of errors that he unfortunately makes at the end of the games. Um, I was listening to Stephen A. And Stephen A. was saying that he now thinks that Josh Allen's out of the MVP race because of like his costly mistakes. But I would almost argue that the only reason why the team are even in a position to win the game is because of Josh Allen, mainly because he's that good of a player. So yeah. do you reckon he's out of the MVP race? He is, man. Those those three losses, trust me, man. It, it's because it, you're right. He did put them in a position to win for sure. But I mean, the game-winning interception in the Vikings game, mm. the fumble as well. Like 
it's just looking a bit mad still. Like, he's out. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and they're attached to him. So it's like the good and the bad. It's like the jackal and the hide. Do you know what I'm saying? And you can't yeah. do that in your end zone, man. You you really can't. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's costly. It's, um, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. He's just having a blip, man. Just having a blip. Like it, yeah. it, that MVP might might go to someone else. I I personally believe um, Mahomes will make a light a late rush for it and probably steal it. Um, but um, yeah, man, it is it's it's a shame because I still feel like the Bills have a shot. And this is the thing: like the game against um, the game this week against will it be the Browns? The Browns, um, yeah, yeah. Like that'll be a big game for him because they'll want to be trying to get at him. Trying to make him make mistakes, but yeah, man, you go through stuff as as a quarterback. You know, you're leading the team. He he will have to take responsibility for that, which I, I believe he will do. But um, yeah, man, the Bills they they're built different, man. They're built different, and I think he just needs to bounce back from it. But he he personally is he's out. Like I feel like during the season you need to have a consistent, like decent roller coaster ride with a lot of highs and little lows, especially. Your team might be doing the lows, but you personally can't be doing bare lows. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. man. Unfortunately, he's out of it, but that don't mean he's a bad player. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it also doesn't mean he can't come back into it. He's probably just out of it for now, but he can still come back in yeah. this season. So, we'll see what happens for him, for sure. Um, We'll play one last game of the NFL. Uh, we'll call it we'll call it this or that. Um, So, I'll give you one player. This, this week in particular, we're going to focus on Jalen Hurts. Um, who's another one of the MVP candidates? Um, and I'll basically just ask you this or that in terms of Jalen Hurts. Like, would you pick Jalen Hurts right now over this other player? Um, so we'll start with Jalen Hurts, obviously, as the this. Um, so Jalen Hurts or Derek Carr, if you had to like, have him as your starting QB, this or that, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts, yep. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah, bro. Yeah, sorry. All right, this or that, Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson. Good Lord. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, man. Russell Wilson, that thing is is going down, down. Yeah, struggling. Uh, Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray? Ooh. Oh, Kyler Murray, man. I'm a fan of Kyler Murray's, man. I like him. I like this mm-hmm. dude, so Kyler Murray, man. Yeah, I believe that. I think Kyler, Kyler's good. Um, a couple of times this year he's been found wanting a little bit, but I definitely think he's got he's got the potential. Like his his rushing capability is really good at times. I don't I don't know if him and his head coach are on the same page right now, but I don't know if I'd maybe go Jalen Hurts this year. This just based on what I'm seeing so far this year, I think he's just seems mm. to be really motivated. And I like what I see from him. So I maybe I might pick Jalen Hurts over Kyler. Um, Jalen Hurts or Tua Tonga Bailoa? Tua, definitely. Man. Yeah, yeah. Tua's. I always liked Tua, man. I always liked it. I mean. I just feel like sometimes you can have struggles as a as a quarterback. You can, man. But there was definitely brilliance there. And look, look man, like, people get out players, but, like, if you have the right system and the right players around you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help. Let's be honest. He's, yeah, he's sure. a dope player. And, like, you know, obviously they've surrounded him. Imagine, like, if other front, front offices had surrounded players like top QBs with loads of talent. Look, look at Tom Brady. Yeah. Talent around you him. say this every time as, as a Packers Packers fan. You say yeah, this man. Because like, I'm trying to get out of, like, <laughs> this is what you do, man. You like just because you have a 
like an immense quarterback. He can't do it all himself, man. It just don't make sense. But this is what happens yeah. when you get spoiled, man. You get spoiled with excellence. So you just try and ride that out, man. I don't know, but at the same yeah. time, you you do and you do what is right, and you try to look at the market for uh, positions that can, you know, like players that can elevate you. But sometimes you gotta take a couple gambles, and I feel like Green Bay is quite safe, to be honest, mm-hmm. in what they do. But Tua, yeah, look at me tangents all day today, boy. But um, Love. yeah, man, Tua all day. Yeah, and last one is an easy one. This or that, Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, man, that guy's deadly, bro. That guy. And I'm not saying it's not close, but it's Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, Patrick Mahomes man, by country miles, <laughs> they would say. Like this guy, it's the truth, man. <laughs> I don't want to say he's the second coming of Aaron Rodgers and another body back, but the guy could do... Honestly, he could do anything he wants. Look at this, yeah. You lost Tyreek Hill, who's arguably, like, if not, definitely, you've got to put him, like, top three, top four wide receiver in the league. Top five, yeah. And you're still, like, you're still popping things off so that the other receivers that you put in can still do a thing. Nah, man, this guy's... This guy's it, bro. This guy's it, so... For me, no, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Same him thing. Out. I think he's he's the real deal, man. Like Mahomes is just he's just that guy. Um, so yeah, man. NFL stuff is great and it's interesting. We're obviously gonna talk more and more. Week eleven we're coming up this week. Um, we're reaching like most people's fantasy like championships soon, so that'd be fun to see what happens. Um, couple of players injured now, unfortunately, but we're gonna see how the how the weeks progress and a couple of teams going on bye week this week. Um, with the NFL as well, so. Let's see how the NFL progresses. We're going to switch gears finally one time onto the big one, football. Obviously, the World Cup is coming up soon. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, we'll do a quick, quick recap Premier League stuff because obviously we have just ended the Premier League. Well, not, not ended the Premier League, but we've cut the Premier League at halfway point now, I guess, whilst we break for the, for the World Cup. Um, so, we had a couple of games this week that I just want to talk about. Uh, and we'll, we'll kick off properly, as we should do, with uh, Liverpool FC. with a solid win against Southampton Football Club. Come on. 3-1 against Southampton at home. Um, your thoughts on the game? Obviously, it's good to get a win, but how do you how do you feel we played that game? Uh, man, it's, again, a bit of a game of two halves, man. The first mm-hmm. half, scintillating, man. We were nice. Got that early goal, and that was nice to have because I've been tired, man, of too many games this season where we always, like, Starting off like with one nil down, just frustrating. But that was good. Love Bobby's header. Like Bobby, he definitely has to get that new contract. I know there's talks and yeah, man. Even if he gets like a one year deal with an option of an extension for a second, hundred percent, man. He, he he deserves it. And it'll, it's it's painful to think that that guy that quality could be lost. Um, Nunes, look at everyone. Oh, he's a flop. This he's a flop. That bro, it's proving it. And I love it because the thing is, he is very raw, but he's raw, but he's a nuisance, man. He's special. And it gives us... is the word, yeah. Honestly, (laughs) it gives us that different, you know, um, that different, like, style where we have a big man up top who makes great runs, like, down the left channel. But also, he's, um, yeah, he's a good finisher as well. And he will just get better. Sometimes it does look a little bit like, that ah, oh, there's a lot going on, especially with his feet and stuff. But I'm not complaining, man, because there's a lot of good potential there. Um, I think first half was great. 
Uh, midfield was ticking. Thiago was great. Um, Robertson looked good. Trent looked good. The team looked good. In the second half, obviously Southampton um, equalised in the first and then we got the two goals. In the second half, man, we took the... I don't know if it's because of World Cup or we took the our foot off the off the off the pace. Off the gas, yeah. Off the gas. And like Allison had to come up with some a couple of big, big saves. And that's my problem really. I feel like we're let, allowing teams to to have a, a bit too many chances. However, mm-hmm. the attack looks looks better. And I think the World Cup breaks should do us better. We definitely needed this win. If we had lost against Southampton, I'd be like, what the heck? But now I think we're seven or eight points away from um the top four. It's a possibility, yeah. man. And unfortunately that's the aim for this season. However, we still got the trophies and um what I mean by that, we're still in the Carlin Cup or Carabao Cup and we're still in the FA Cup at the moment and Champions League. So yeah, man, from what I saw in the game was good, good to pick up the win. And yeah, man, just um hopefully we return back from the break hungry. What I'd love to see in January, man, is obviously we haven't even talked about it. So, you know, spend that money. Spend that money if possible. I mean, if a if a deal could be done for Jude, yeah, and they say, Do you know what? Um, yeah, we're gonna sell him to you, but um he will go at the end of like in the summer, I'll take that. Go in January, I'll take that again. But go in, in the summer, I'll take that. Cause this guy, honestly, man, Liverpool just don't play games, man. If he wants to come, make that happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, man, good win. Um, and yeah, bring on bring on the World Cup. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, as you as you mentioned, Darwin's just a nuisance going forward. I think he is I do I do I think we mentioned it last episode, but I just I just do think the the fact that he was so heavily attached to the Haaland of it all. Um similar to like as we mentioned with Jar and Zion, how like because they were so close in terms of their draft picks, they're forever linked and forever being compared to each other. Similarly, because they were bought in the same transfer window and because the price tags were, you know, a bit despairing in terms of like the amount, but they're both quite high price tags. Haaland and, and Nunes will forever be like joined to the hip now in terms of being compared to each other. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's done it's done Nunes a disservice because he's been looked at now as a flop because he just hasn't scored as many goals as Haaland has scored. But when you look at him and you look at the way he plays sometimes, I'm, I'm saying to myself, just give him a year. Let him just settle. Give him a year. This time next season, I think he's going to be clicking and firing like 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 crazy. Um, but he's just a nuisance, as you mentioned. Like I think he he he's like defenders' worst nightmare sometimes. Like he gets them Honestly. scared. His feet, his footwork does sometimes give year seven stepovers. Like I won't lie to you, it does sometimes look <laughs> like he's like he's doing a lot. Like it's a lot. It's much to do about nothing sometimes, and it does seem like a lot. But he is <laughs> there is there is an impact there. There's something to it. Um, and it's it's working sometimes. He's scoring goals, and he's he's getting. In, I, I like the, I like his aerial threat as well. I like what he's able to do in terms of his header and stuff. But yeah, yeah man, I think give him more time. I think he's just being he's being wrongly assessed as a flop right now. Um, and I think he just needs more time to really. To, as obviously, obviously, you talk about goal scoring. I think he's scored as many goals now as Gabriel Jesus this season so far in less games. Um, obviously, the, the way that they play is different, but like, still, it's good to see that he's he's getting the goals in, um, and it was good to get yeah. a win against against Southampton for sure. Going into the break now, I'm with yeah. you though. I think we need to invest heavily in January now. Like, I know it's not the clock way, but right. we can't yeah. we can't risk falling any any further behind yeah. like our competitors yeah. and, our, and our compatriots. Like they're, they're they're doing our, our mates are doing they're doing things. <laughs> the, our mates are shopping at Harrods. 
Yeah, I made some like shopping. Yeah, we can't bargain bait. Keep doing as that and bargain bait and like pound and then that. We need to go and make to go and spend some money for sure, man. Um, I don't know if we'll if, if we'll do it. I don't know if our board will if Jurgen will even like want to do it. But it's 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 looking necessary, especially just to bolster up certain positions and to strengthen other positions as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, Man City in this in this week lost mm. against Brentford. A bit of a bit of a shocker. Um, mm-hmm. Ivan Tony got his. Got his two goals and it was a bit of a bit of a slap in the face to the England. Obviously, the, his his snubbing of the England team, which yeah. we'll talk about a bit later. Um, but he gets he gets those goals and, and Man City lose at home to Brentford two one. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for them, Arsenal went on <laughs> and won their game. Um, yeah. Arsenal beating Wolves two nil. Um, Arsenal are legit title contenders. Obviously, we talked about it before, I think. But um, yeah, Arsenal's Arsenal title challenge. Obviously, people have questioned it all year, especially now going yeah. into this break. I think it's huge that they're top of the league at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but five points clear, top of the league, just before like a big break. Are they, are they the real deal, Arsenal? Yeah, man, they are. Like They're definitely title contenders. No one can shoot that down. But I mean, we, a lot of people have said, it's just Man City, man. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Even though they've <laughs> been... been <laughs> You've been there, man. You've been there. They'll make you believe like you have some it's a sort false of false sense of security. Yeah. And, and then you'll take it. Sick. However, <laughs> all Arsenal can, can be asked for, or what all you can do is just keep winning, man. Just keep winning. That's it. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm with you hundred percent. I think they have to keep winning games. Um I do like what I'm seeing from Arsenal though. Like I I was I was skeptical at the start of the season, but more and more mm. I'm becoming a believer. Um, and I I do think that they've got like championship aspirations this year, if not this year, next year for sure. But um, I do think they need to, similar to us, they need to bolster up in in, in the the January window. They need to make some signings, mm. um, just to shore up some positions that currently are looking a bit shaky, especially like that that uh, that midfield. If if something happens to Partey, I don't know what happens to that team. So they need to to shore that up a little bit. But interesting games for them. Um, Spurs against Leeds. Uh, oh, four goodness. three. What's what's yeah. happening with Spurs? Obviously, like they are, they are, they are the de- definition of a of a of a two side of a two half team. Sometimes, if if the league was just on second half to load, I reckon Spurs would be top of the league. Yeah, man, the second half they love to perform, but first they... half it's like they can't start quick enough. Honestly, man, I feel like they're giving too many people like too many sides, too many chances. Like even with us, I feel um, again they're kind of gifted again. Gifted to um, Leeds, but decent to get the win. Um, yeah, man, they need to sort it out still because I don't know the defense, the mentality. Don't know if it's because they're set up and they need other teams to kind of like get them going. But man, you can't keep doing that because again, like they they got away with it. I would say at Leeds, but but against Liverpool, do you know what I'm saying? Like even though we read, rode our luck, we got the three points. Do you know what I'm saying? At Leeds. Could have easily come away with at least a point, do you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I think for them, yeah, man, they got to figure it out. I I don't know how that will be, but um, they have missed um, like like certain players, but also certain players are like not going missing, but making some similar mistakes, especially like Eric yeah. Dyer and stuff, man. Like and Loris, yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to the shout out to the pod. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, shout out to them, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Um, 
obviously, like one more game, Newcastle beating Chelsea at home. Mm. Uh, Chelsea now two games on the bounce with with two L's. Um, they're a team obviously like in a, in a I guess I don't know. I put them in a similar position to us in terms of like a team who are underperforming um, but have the, the players to potentially do more. Um, but they've they've lost three games now on on the, on the trot. Um, and they, they seem to be struggling. Graham Potter obviously is is there now as manager. Um, I don't think anyone's calling for his head just yet, but you have no, to imagine you have, you have to imagine that his seat's a bit hot though, right? Like people are a bit scared for him. They are still, man. Trust me, man. People have been sacked for much less for Chelsea, especially. <laughs> yeah, Janan Part. To be fair, I can't lie, man. Got you just gotta be careful there. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But I mean. They'll give them a bit of time. They'll give them a bit they'll of time. But I think they'll figure out. Yeah, and I, I think they will too, to be fair. I think against Newcastle, what it just proves, I feel like, is Newcastle are becoming that force. You know, backed. They had a few decent signings that they pushed on even more. Um, Yeah, man, it's just... it. It's interesting to see, like, the progress of each team. But, it, it, again, there's still more football to be played. And um, yeah, they will figure it out probably. So yeah, man, I think once um, Potter has got like an established team, there's been a lot of chopping and changing. Once he's got that established um, like team or lineup in his mind, then yeah. you know they can they can go on strong. Yeah, definitely. He's he's still been like tinkering and doing his things on like before each game. Um, I don't think he's found his, his best start eleven yet. So I think once he finds that, they probably will figure out and. I think this break comes at a great time for them because they can now retool and, you know, do some strategizing for the rest of this year. Um, yeah. But some teams obviously are probably angry that there's now a break because they're riding high momentum. Like Newcastle riding high momentum, Arsenal riding high momentum, even us to a certain extent. Two games on the win, two wins on the bounce. Sorry, um, you know we probably wouldn't want a break right now, but it is what it is because we're going into the World Cup. It's happening. It starts on Saturday, bro. That's quite crazy. It's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a mad thing, man. Bring it on. It That's is. what I say. It is. But we'll talk about it, obviously, because it's it's here. So the England team was announced um for this for this World Cup finals. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts on it, man. Like um, so we'll go through the team. Yeah. Uh, the goalkeepers: Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, and Aaron Ramsdale. No mm-hmm. surprises there. Uh, the defenders: Trent, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier. Carl Walker and Ben White. Um, a couple of shocks there in terms of like absences, but we'll discuss it. Midfielders, uh, Jude Bellingham, Conor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. Uh, and then the strikers, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, James Madison, who we talked about last episode, so good to see him in there. Uh, Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and Callum Wilson, who we also talked about last week. Um, or last episode. Um, so yeah, my first question to you, bro. Any any shock snubs? Any shock absentees from this team? Uh, I feel like the only the shock really was the whole um, the whole Conor Gallagher. Like, obviously, there was other positions. Like, I feel like Ward Prowse probably feels like unlucky, but his form slightly dipped. Yeah, it's different. You know, sure. um, there's other midfielders out there that probably thought maybe they had a shot. Um, I'm thinking of the Chelsea Loftus Cheek, perhaps. Mm. You know, um, but Conor Gallagher is definitely a, a, a interesting one. 
Um, the fact that Calvin Phillips hasn't played a lot of football yeah, slightly surprised yeah. me. But however, it's not that big of a surprise because you know, when you know Gareth. Gareth, he has his favourites, even though he says "quote unquote" on form. Yeah, Gareth. The whole Harry. Cap. Stop the cap. Oh Gareth. my goodness! Like, stop the don't cap. Don't tell me that it's not going to be based. Yeah, stop the cap. Like, don't tell me it's not going to be based on favourites. But then you go. He's, with your he's favorites, so but... mad. Like, I'm just praying, praying, praying. My guy doesn't just. Us over, like, do, do you know what would be so painful? Like, it's one one, it's been like, you know, we've had a good game, and then, like, last minute, Maguire, like, tries to head it back, slips, handballs it to someone to run. Man, I just say, bro, like, you believed in him. You know what I'm saying, like, the fact that Tamori, Tamori couldn't get in, there's a, a couple of other center backs that I thought possibly it's just, it's just shocking, really, to be fair. However, man. Yeah, I get, I understand the reasoning why. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe, like, of course, international experience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I just yeah. feel like this whole thing of uh, on form is just nonsense, man. Nonsense. It's nonsense. In fact, this episode is titled Gareth Stop the Cap. Boy, because yeah, I, just don't, I just don't understand it. Like, Stop the Cap. <laughs> this defense. Obviously, like we we you've mentioned Harry Maguire, um, and like I do I do worry that England's best choice at left back right now. Obviously, injuries didn't help, but Luke Shaw, is that it? That's all we have. Well, to be fair, Luke Shaw, bro, I I give that, but you're telling me you could have you could add a cheeky, you know, um, like is he starting from right Palace or bro? Like, do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like I don't know. I feel like Gareth is he's a bit scared still. Let me just say what it is like. He's scared to go for certain types of players. Let me be honest mm-hmm. with you. Trent probably wasn't going if, if Reese James was fit. No, I think if Reese yeah. James is fit, Trent isn't going. Yeah, and I don't even think Trent will play, to be honest. Like, he's just there. I know it sounds... No. He's there for banter vibes, man. That's what it is, like. <laughs> he's for vibes. <laughs> he's chill with Hendo. Like, honestly, that's yeah. what it is because... um, Bro, even the friendlies wasn't played. Like, mm-hmm. he just doesn't... I don't know what it is yet, but like... Gareth, like, either, like, Trent slapped up his mum or sat in, insulted a family member. I don't know what it is. He just will never play, like, and it's a shame. However, I'll probably say our most on-form defender, Trippier, because he's been lit. Um, Yeah, just the left-back, like, not taking enough left-backs is a bit weird. However, I know Trippier will probably switch to a left. Ben White definitely deserves to be in because Arsenal have yeah, been decent. I like that They've been great this season, but the problem is, is that will he start? I don't even know, to be fair, but hey-ho. Mm. Um, yeah, man, our defenders, not all of the... If you look at them, bruv, apart from really Trippier and Ben White mm, and maybe Kyle Walker, a lot of them haven't been that fantastic this season. Do you know what I'm saying? But... Like we 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 move, do you know what I'm saying? In terms of the um the actual forwards, I like like obviously Madison. He, he had to like to be fair, yeah. yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad he's in there. We we talked about it last last episode. I think we said he might make the 55, but not the final squad. But not the yeah. I'm glad. He, I'm glad Gareth proved me wrong he, in one case at least. He had to make it. I also thought a bit like a bit like it was quite harsh on Tammy missing out. I don't Big know time, with that. Yeah. However, hugely harsh on Tammy. Harsh on like Ivan as well. I, oh, I don't know with Tony yet. Yeah, I started to think today, is it a betting thing? Was it because, like, obviously... Maybe it's a scandal. Yeah, yeah because of that. However, man, I feel like, like Sterling, let's not lie, like, Tony's had a better season than Sterling. However, 
like Sterling was Sterling doping does the Euros, and he brings yeah. he brings the heat. So it's hard. Like Rashford, it's nice to see him back in the squad. He will do his thing. I think a lot of these players, like when they come off the bench, could definitely change the game. Like depending on what we're trying to achieve. Jack Grealish one. Yeah, man. Jack yeah, it's a, it's a, it's another one of those favorites, bro. It's this, it's the bro, bro, bro. It's, it's so weird because if you go based on form, then his form hasn't been amazing. He's played okay, but he hasn't been like world beating. He's got like maybe like one or two goals, like one or two assists. Like I don't know the specifics. Someone will probably you know tell me, nah, that's not it. But man, the only thing, the reason why I go in is that I feel like it's just because he'll look for Kane. That that's what it is really. Like he'll look for Kane. He'll try and do a thing, but. One thing I will say about Jack Grealish is that I love it is because he is he is fearless. Like I know uh, Red Nap was take a man off. Bro, he'll take a man who win free kicks. So I give him that, but the form isn't the form isn't there still. Let me not even lie. Do you know what I'm saying? This World Cup, I don't know. I I, I feel like we'll just we'll we'll, re, we'll revert to type, man. We'll just try to be a bit cagey, try to be like forward playing against lesser sides. And yeah, because there's not what makes this World Cup um, like unique, as well as the fact that it's in the winter, is that there's not a big build up to it. And yeah. what I mean by that is literally people will arrive, like you arrive there, and probably in about five, six, five, six days you're playing a game, and that really, yeah. really happens. So yeah, yeah people are really a couple pre pre tournament friendlies in. You know what? You'd have one or two friendlies. There'll be some talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but um, with the squad. I'm generally like calm with it, like feel like it's, he could have. It's, it's just a regular England squad, isn't it? It doesn't feel like anything. There's no one there that I'm like. I was like, it's the usual people, but there's there's yeah. nothing from the England squad that tells me that they're gonna they're, they're really like. Maybe that maybe actually, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess that's how I felt with the Euros as well, though. But I do think but, it'll be it's it feels safe. It feels like this is enough to get you through the group stages and then see if anything can happen. Maybe if it if does. However, what I look back at the squad and I think there's like. There's four. They were t- they were talking about it actually on Sky Sports. Generational players: Jude, Trent, Saka. Jude, Trent. Would you still Saka. say Trent is generational? Yeah, bro, yeah, bro, he, he definitely is. Man. Even with the lack of form, like I do, I do. Yeah, I, I'm with you because I'm obviously biased to Liverpool fan, and I think. Do you know what it is? Yeah, going right? forward, there's yes. no, there's no right back that's been able to have so much influence on a game like he can do. Like when. When he's on form on Lil, like we're literally we're finishing teams, bro, finishing. And because of that, his positioning on the pitch, just offensively, obviously defensively, he's not the strongest. I'm not saying he's a totally bad defender, but and this um, not even close. He's yeah, like, man. And then the good. fourth person I say, Phil Foden, because these are players yeah, that like you could they, like this World Cup could it could it could elevate them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um. But we've got a couple of players in there that I think, mm, mm, like definitely can hold their own. It's really about just like having no fear and just getting at teams. However, I don't think Southgate will do that, man. I, don't, I just personally don't think he will, man. I think we'll just try and keep it cagey in the when we go into like the knockout phases. Trust me, man. Yeah. It, it, like, but at the same time, again, decent squad. Let's see what we can do in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know who I think needs to be held accountable this year, this tournament especially, to see it? And yeah. like, he'll, it needs to be Harry Kane. Like, I need to see more pressure on Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the way they were letting this man off the hook with the Euros, I don't want to see that this this World Cup. If Harry Kane's not scoring yeah. goals, 
I want to hear the I want to hear the media talk about how trash he is, because they were doing that for Raheem. Oh. They were giving Raheem they were giving Raheem all the smoke. When he yeah, yeah, tournament. but you know that you, you know how this country is. They'll they'll literally bump like without saying a bit weird. They'll love him off, yeah. And even if no, he did, it's he's like, oh yeah. I mean, he's scuffing chances, but so he's he's in the right place. Nah, nah, brother. Right place, like, right time. Yeah, <laughs> you are like. Let's not lie. You are you're the one guy. of my you're greatest strikers. Is it, bro? Yeah. And you're captain. You, bro, you have to. We go, we go as me, far as Harry Kane takes us. For sure, for me, yeah. If he's if he's like playing out of his skin, doing his thing, I'm saying minimum semis, bro. Like if he's on fight, but the thing is, like that's just one player, do you know. What I'm saying? Like, but yeah, but I, sh- I need to see him be a difference maker in this World Cup. Like I need to see for that sure, man. And I feel like sometimes you can you can have that. You can have one player that can literally like take your squad there. And I'm hoping this mm-hmm. tournament would be it. It's not like he can't get the goals. It's just about the service, man. As long as he gets yeah. the service. We can, we can do a team. Um, we'll talk about a couple. We we're going to talk about some World Cup snubs, but we already talked about those people like Ivan Tony. The Spain squad had a couple of snubs that were quite oh, a bit of a shock. Mad, um, people like De Gea didn't make it, Ramos didn't make it, Thiago didn't make it. Thiago didn't make it, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, mm. But I want to talk about some um, some smoke or fires for the World Cup um, for the yeah. group stages. Okay. So we'll go through a couple of the groups and we'll do smoke or fire World Cup edition. A World Cup group stage edition. So the first one for you, um, smoke or fire, Qatar won't win a single point in the at the uh, group stages. Is it smoke? Uh, is it fire? It, I say that's fire, man. Let's look at that from. That's <laughs> hard, though. Ecuador, Senegal, bloody heck, bro. Never yeah. let. Oh lord. They, do you know what? Yeah, man. They just need to be careful. Like you know, sometimes in a group you'll be like, oh yeah, like you know, obviously goal scored and that, like goal different. No, 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 no. They might get whipped, I don't know if the so... home nation has ever not won a single point. I don't know if that's ever happened to a home nation before, but I think if it hasn't happened, Qatar will be the first to do it. It's true still. I feel like it's just they've got a big hill to climb, man. Let's just look, look World Cup. Let's be honest, man. Sometimes it's just for vibes. Just like, Honestly, just like I'll never forget when, when South Africa played that first game. Oh, and last wow. that goal. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was a great moment Honestly. in Africa. In South Africa. <laughs> oh, man. Trust me, bro. I feel like as a, as a nation, like not even a nation, as a continent, as a we all won, bro. Yeah, we came together. We were like, what? We what? <laughs> Honestly, bro. But yeah, man, that's going to be a bit of a tricky one. However, man, you never know. That opening game, that might get them gassed. They might be able to get a little setting. So, yeah, but it's fine, man. They might not come out <laughs> with anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> pray for them. It's fine. Smoke of fire, England will win Group B. Yeah, fire, man. I think we will do. Do you know what? Like, some of these sides, like, it's none of this. I feel like England have come away from that stigma of, oh, like, no, we're like, yeah, we believe. Like, I feel we're good. We're a good team. Mm-hmm. I feel it will be tricky, though. Like, let's not lie. The USA no, was. I mean, it's not going to be easy. The USA will want to win. Yeah, Wales will want bragging rights for the Four Nations. Like, they will the defo countries. test us win. because, but we just have to be like, just be confident, believe in what we can do and take our chances, man. Let's not lie. These three teams that I see in our group, yeah, will have chances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So we have to take them. And this is not even about, oh, we'll make more. Ruthlessness, bro. Ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's fire that we'll win the group, to be fair, personally. That's, nice. that's my go. Um, for Group C, Mexico will qualify from Group C, smoke or fire. They're obviously with Argentina, um, that's Saudi Arabia and Poland. 
I feel like that's I feel like that's a bit smoke, you know. I feel mm. like Poland. Like, yeah, I like Poland, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm actually putting all my chips on Lewandowski, man. That yeah, guy loves gold, bro. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it's smoke, you know, for Mexico. A bit of smoke yeah, there, but I reckon they, they might do have a good, they, they have a decent team, so but yeah, man, smoke for them for that group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I put smoke or fire for France, but the, I think it's obvious that they're going to win Group D, right? Oh, I mean, obvious, yes. Would I was it like it, that's, what, that's what you think, but you obviously Denmark are a good team, they really perform in the Euros, yeah. Australia, uh, yeah. Tunisia aren't no slouches either, actually. Yeah, do you know what? Let's uh, let's call it, let's not lie to ourselves, man. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not cap though. Let's, let's, team... let's stop the cap. <laughs> yeah, that's the title, bro. Stop the cap. That the problem is, yeah, but it's just it's it's man, it's France. Like they've lost, like Nkunku. The fact, oh, brother, so excited to see him at the World Cup. They have mm. so much like depth around that team. Kante's been lost. Pogba's been lost. Pogba's but, but I'm excited to see that young, that young midfielder. Definitely excited to see that. Yeah. Oh, that midfield? Hey. Shame, bro. It's going to be serious. But yeah, man. I'm interested to see, but yeah, they won't they comfortably, man. They will. Yeah. Um, I skipped Group E because obviously Spain and Germany are you know, likely to win that one. Um, but for Group yeah. F, Smoke or Fire, Canada will surprise people and qualify from Group F. Yes, bro. They are my dark horses, man. Trust me. Really? I was so yeah. happy that Alfonso, you know, Davies didn't go. He looked like he could have been, ah, oh, but the injury wasn't serious. Yeah, man. I think they're going to surprise a couple a couple people, you know. They're going to be all right. Like, um, and I think they'll just create history by getting getting through their group. So, yeah, man. I think there's more history to be made for them. Awesome. Uh, and Smoker for Ghana can qualify from Group H. Done, no, bro. Smart. No, what? <laughs> no, I say about that fire, bro. Yes, come on, bro. Look, we have to, we have to give it to Uruguay, man. That Suarez, yep, like, I'm not saying break your legs, legs, but anything can happen. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, it's smoke, but a smoldering. Uh, no, it's a fire, but a small fire. <laughs> yeah, like that group's a bit difficult, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, to be honest, it's a bit ah. Oh, do you know? I think. Yeah, but our prayers. Just pray, pray for the team. Prayers, yeah. That's what we said last week. Isn't it? More prayers for Ghana still. That group, though, could it could be one of those where that that the whoever qualifies could go down to like the last couple of the last games. You know, mm-hmm. it could potentially. But yeah, I still say fire though. But yeah, man, a small fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, and finally for the World Cup, um, obviously we're going to talk about it more and more as the week goes on, or the weeks go on. Um, but who's your current favorite to win the World Cup right now? But Brazil, man, I reckon it's. I'm the same, bro. I didn't even talk about this before, but yeah, Brazil, my favorite as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, they look, they look strong, man. They look strong, like it's, it's scary that like obviously no Bobby in the team, but generally yeah. their squad is 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 pretty decent. They've got experienced, um, defenders. You would say, um, just they I know. I want to see what Belgium can do, you know, as well. Yeah, me too. But you know what? Like they've lost with Brazil. Yeah, they've lost only one in their last twenty nine games. Oh yeah, they, they are. Mm. Honestly, and a lot of their players are coming. Like Vinicius, he's now becoming a player that you know all the potential was in. Rafinha, Gabriel, Jesus, Casemiro, still doing a thing. Yeah, like it's definitely them. They're up there, man, for sure. 
for sure. So I say favorites, but the sneaky one is yeah. Like I'll let I'll, I'll let it be told, and I'm, I'm gonna put this on record. I don't know, man. I have this feeling about England still. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I feel like Southgate will get the country gassed one last time before he goes into the sunset. Don't, don't tell me one, how one, I know. One final last is coming home before... before one little up. hurrah of everyone throwing up their drinks <laughs> in, you yeah, know, in box was. parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting soaked. Yeah, man, yeah. Like, just for England, they're, they're, they're my dark horses for sure. Like, oh, so I reckon it could be interesting. So, yeah, man. But Brazil, man, when you've won it the amount of times they have done, yeah, man. Them. Yes, sorry, true. though. Let me say France because, man, if Mbappe has anything to do with it, he could, he could, he could, he could go off, boy. He could go off in a crazy way. So, yeah, I still think favorites Brazil. I put France a second, and I'm actually gonna put England as the dark horses at third. So, mm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, Brazil are my favorite as well. Um, as I said, I mentioned Belgium. I think I like to see what they can do at a big tournament for once. I don't think they've ever they've ever reached that full potential with the players they have in that squad. I want to see if yeah. they can do that this year. So we'll see. France, you can't discount them as well. I do like the Netherlands. Um, I like to see what they can do. I like some of their pieces uh, going forward. So we'll see what the Netherlands can do as well. But more and more World Cup discussions to come in the next few weeks obviously as, as we build up into that tournament starts on Saturday um, we have a World Cup Fantasy League by the way if anyone Ooh. wants to join uh, we'll put we'll put the link in our uh, in our Twitter and Instagram bio and we'll obviously send out a couple of invites to our fellow podcasters like we mentioned we'll talk about it later on all those guys we'll send them all a link as well if anyone wants to join but it's, it's the World Cup Podcast Wars um, so we'll see how that goes uh, for the fantasy type of things um, but yeah more World, more World Cup discussions in the next few weeks as we, as we build up to that tournament and go through that tournament it should be fun to see it's obviously weird it's a different it's a different type of year now obviously we woke up slap bang in the middle of the season but who knows man it might be fun it might be a good competition I always like international football anyway especially like the bigger tournaments anyway so it's always it's always going to be a fun time regardless um, it is weird obviously it being in Qatar and all that stuff and looking forward to that, that um, Netflix FIFA documentary to see <laughs> all the corruption of that that should be fun to see how that unfolds um, but yeah, more and more discussions in the coming weeks, as we mentioned. Yeah, boy. But that's it for this episode, man. Another exciting episode of the Aggregate School Podcast, man. Episode 45 is in the books. Nice, nice. And yeah, man. Thanks for listening. For sure. As always, follow us on the socials uh, at the underscore aggregate school. Have I got it wrong again? God, Lee. <laughs> God, I forgot our social. Oh, guys. <laughs> Oh no, socials are um socials at, are at the at the aggregate score. Is it or at aggregate underscore score? No, it's, it's aggregate underscore score. Sorry, sorry guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My bad. We need to get better at that. Uh yeah, but follow us on all the socials, aggregate underscore score and everything. That's on Twitter, that's on on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitch, all of that. Uh well, you know, more stuff coming from us for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, man, it's good to talk to you again, bro. Man, I missed you. It's been a while. Yeah, bro, it has been indeed, but man, yeah, Christmas coming. Just yeah, man, just enjoy it. Yeah, man, pods always, pods always fire when we all come together. So thanks to all the listeners, and yeah, man, just keep churning them out. Exactly, exactly. Till next time, man. Peace. Peace.